Jeff Williams here, Bray Cook, and the mouth Brent Bender. We got a special guest to one of my favorite coaches, probably of all time, who I always love to see. Our BSN guest, former Arkansas great, former Arkansas uh, former coach, and now at Air Force is running back coach little special teams, Coach Tim Horton. Tim, great to have you here. You told us you'd come, come in studio, your own vacation. We've been pulling more coaches off vacation, and I'm sure the wives and families are loving us right now. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be here. And, and like I told you all earlier, I said one of the neat things about being with this group is you're with guys that have kind of been in the arena. You know, I look over here at Bray, and I'm thinking, you know, I remember recruiting Bray Cook. I remember watching him in a state championship game for Springdale Harbor and being down on the field and thinking to myself, that may be one of the largest men I've ever seen in my life, you know. And he obviously came to Arkansas and had a great career. Obviously, Jeff, you and and your dad was maybe one of the top high school coaches this state's ever seen. And then for you to win a couple state championships at Fort Smith Southside, I mean, this guy can coach. And then, of course, the mouth over here, my man Brent, he's, his dad was, of course, on the Arkansas National Championship team and was a great, great coach. But – Something, Brent, that your dad was so good at, and it sometimes gets overlooked, is he was a great administrator. I mean, he did a wonderful job as the AD at Four City and then at uh, El Dorado. So, honored to be here. Well, we're, we're, we're really excited about having you, and you would bring up Bray winning the state championship. That was on the go. other side of the sideline. I really appreciate yeah, yeah. you bringing <laughs> well, that up. Bray, Bray brings it up maybe three times a day to me. But other than that, hey, you've always got that on, yeah, Bray, so congratulations. Shows, he, he shows up. Well, Tim, let's get into it. Just talk about, you know, everybody knows you in the state of Arkansas. I mean, I, yeah. I think you know you spoke at the ARFCA clinic last February. One of the best speakers we've ever had, and and one thing I can say about you in this profession is competitive. It is. I've never heard anybody say a bad word about you ever. <laughs> you and, may not be talking to the right people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, talk to us this about this, and I'm a you know Brent's a coach's son. I'm a coach's son. Growing up, your your dad, Coach Horton, who's just. You know, in every Hall of Fame there is, and everybody respects him, loves him. You know, coached at Arkansas, played there. You grew up starting here in Fayetteville, and then, of course, he went on to UCA. Talk about your your time at Fayetteville growing up with, you know, being a coach's kid and talk about, you know, when he took the job at UCA, going to Conway and, and well, finishing up there. You know, for a, for a coach, it was probably the ideal childhood because dad was a high school coach at Four City and uh, got hired by Coach Broyles, and I was less than one. That was before my first birthday. And we moved to Fayetteville, and he's the linebacker coach and the defensive line coach for 13 years here. And then he gets fired, and he goes and gets the UCA job and does just a remarkable job at UCA. And it's funny because I can look back at Arkansas Razorback history and, okay, the real coach Horton coached Dan Hampton and Billy Ray Smith and Cliff Powell and Dennis Winston and Hal McAfee and, and, and some of the greatest defensive players to ever play at Arkansas. And then you go to UCA and they had such great success. But the thing that the UCA years gave me was a much better appreciation for the AIC. So now I learned a lot about Henderson State and Washita and Harding and SAU and UAM and UAPB and the Wonder Boys. And, and so for someone from Arkansas, I, I feel like I've got probably as good a history of anyone could ever have because of the Razorback years, 
the high school football playing in the state, the playing at Arkansas, and then, you know, just the affiliations with the old AIC. So um, when you bring up a name, there's a probably a really good chance I knew that person or they've been in my house or I've been in their office or something. And so um, that's one neat thing about coming back to Arkansas is being able to see former players that you recruited or coaches that you've rubbed shoulders with. Well, I, I tell you what, and you talked about that old AIC Everybody hated each other every Saturday. I mean, it, it was most and I and I played just you know one year in it. We moved up to Division Two, but that first year I was in there. I mean, everybody hated it. It was rivals. Well, we're playing this stuff. Everybody just hated each other. It was, it was great football. Well, you 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 graduate and you go you play play high school ball there at Conway. High proud school. Wampus Cat. Yes. Proud proud Conway yes. Wampus Cat. I actually actually started here. Uh, playing at Woodland Junior High for Dick Harris in Fayetteville. Family moves to Conway. Brent, first I'm a Wampus Kitten, but then I graduated to the Wampus Cats. And so had two great high school coaches, Jerry Joe Harrison and Buzz Bolding, still great friends to this day. Uh, Love the Wampus Cats. Then, of course, came here and played for Coach Hatfield and, and was very, very blessed Boy, we had some good players. I don't know if I was one of them, but we had some really good players, and we had some great teams. That that senior class is actually the winningest in Razorback football history, and so that was that was kind of neat. Well, in playing for Coach Hatfield, I mean, just an amazing man, and and I've got to know him quite a bit here in the last few years personally, and, and just a. If you had a kid, you'd want to play for Coach No Coach, doubt. Coach he, he was the, the best. Just the character development, just the love he had for his school, which was Arkansas as well. Of course, he played with uh, Brent's dad on the national championship team in 64. And, uh, again, he was a, a great man to play for, and, and, and obviously we were, we were really good too. So that helped. No doubt. Get your first job, if I'm correct. And, I mean, you've talked about this school, and – I've never been there. Want to App State, and you, I mean that. You, you, I think you had a great time there. And of course, we had Eli on. We've talked yeah. to him a little bit about, it, and he talked about they they lost the game. He goes, he goes, those mountain people don't like losing. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> well, talk to this time about you know being there. I mean, what well, a beautiful place. Well, my my college position coach at Arkansas my junior year was a gentleman named Jerry Moore. Uh, Jerry Moore leaves after my junior season to take the head job at Appalachian State. And he told me, hey, if you decide you want to get into coaching, then I got a spot for you. And so I was majoring in business at the University of Arkansas thinking, I'm smarter than this. I ain't going to go coach, you know. And so um, after after my senior year and, and graduating from Arkansas, it's kind of ironic, Danny Nutt left. Danny was the running back coach at Appalachian State. And Danny left. And Jerry Moore calls me and says, hey, it's here. It's yours if you want it. And I said, well, Coach, I said, I'm not going to graduate till su- till the middle of the summer. I said, I'll be a mid-year summer grad, and I'm going to miss the first two weeks of fall camp. He said, that's okay. And so I missed the first two weeks. But I was there for nine years. And when I first got into coaching, all I wanted to do was someday if I could just be the head coach at Appalachian State. you know. But, hey, that wasn't in God's plans. I was there for nine years left there to go to the Air Force Academy, from there to K-State, from there to Arkansas, Auburn, Vanderbilt, and now luckily back to Air Force. So it's been a great run. Well, it has, and I'll never forget you were at Air Force. and you uh, Time one. Time one. <laughs> okay. he, he calls me about a kid. A week later, 
He's calling about the kid again because he's at Kansas State. And I go, Tim, you, you got to sit still at least for a couple of months. Yeah. And, you know, really, I've been lucky because Appalachian was nine years, and then Air Force was seven mm-hmm. years. Kansas State was one. Arkansas was six. Auburn was six. The COVID years at Vanderbilt, I try to block out. Those were two. And then now back at Air Force, about to start year three. Well, let's get back to – K-State, people don't know us. Talk about that staff, you know, James oh, Franklin, yeah. some of the guys on that staff. Well, our, our head coach was a guy that uh, was named Ron Prince. Ron had come to Kansas State replacing Coach Snyder, uh, Bill Snyder, after Coach Snyder retired the first time. And Ron had played for us at Appalachian State. So everybody on the staff, he called by first name except me. And I wasn't that older than him, but I'd coached him. and he. So I was always Coach Horton, you know. But uh, Raheem Morris was our defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. who later became the head coach of the Buccaneers. James Franklin was our offensive coordinator, who, of course, has done well at Penn State. Uh, a great longtime SEC coach, uh, Pat Washington, who was on the staff at Tennessee with Coach Fulmer. He was our receiver coach. We, we had some great coaches. And uh, Ricky Ronnie, who's now the head coach at Old Dominion, he was my GA. And so uh, it was a great year. We, we went 7-5. and five. We beat Texas. We beat Oklahoma State. We beat Colorado. It was a good year. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my time there. Well, I mean, I remember – Looking at that staff, of course, you didn't know then what it is now mm-hmm. in, in that part. And, and you go to Arkansas, and you work for Coach Nutt, and then Coach uh, Coach Petrino, and and then talk to us about Coach Nutt and Coach Petrino. I mean, really transition personality wise, obviously. And, uh, Ab- and absolutely, and, and first off, probably I, shows up knows a little bit about it. Also, no doubt. <laughs> you know. Um, I really enjoyed working for Houston Nutt. I mean, Houston was great. There was nobody I've ever been around that could stand in front of the squad and and deliver the message like Houston Nutt could. He was so, so gifted at that. Um, I, I'll always be appreciative for Houston, you know, asking me to come back and coach there. At the same time, one of the things that Houston did that I, I really appreciate is he tells us or he tells the staff, he calls me and says, hey, I'm going to take the head job at Ole Miss. I want you to go. And I'm like, Coach, I don't want to go to Ole Miss. I want to stay at Arkansas. And he says, well, I understand. He says, let's see who they hire, but I've got a, I've got a spot on the staff all the way through recruiting. So if you, if you ever decide I want to come, if you ever want to come to Ole Miss, I've got a spot for you. And most of the time, coaches won't do that. They're going to say, hey, do you want to come? Yes or no. And if you don't want to come, well, then the door shuts. But he always left that spot open, and I'll always appreciate that. And then Coach Petrino comes, and what a gifted – gifted in so many ways. Great play caller, great at setting things up, great at preparation. Uh, there's things he did that maybe I didn't necessarily – I wasn't going to do it that way. Uh, but he was a very, very gifted coach as well, and – Obviously, the first year we, uh, you know, we went five and six or five and seven, but we beat LSU to end the season. We got some good players in here like Bray, and uh, the rest is history. We won the Liberty Bowl. The next year we uh, went to the Sugar Bowl, and I think Jeff was, was at the Sugar Bowl. That's right. We should have won that yeah. night. Of course, Ryan Mallett was our quarterback yeah. who did yeah. great. Yeah. You know, but uh, and then the last year with Bobby, we go to the Cotton Bowl, beat Kansas State, and. And finishing the top five in the country. So, well, and I hope you don't mind me telling the story. This is a funny story. Is people? I'm driving from Fort Smith. I'm y'all. Y'all playing. I forgot what boat was. Is Coach Nuts left? 
and I'm driving. Up, yeah, and it's it. Yeah, you're fixed by Missouri, matter of yep. fact. And uh, they killed us. By yeah, the they way. did. They did. <laughs> I told some. Well, I'll tell that too. So I'm driving up for practice, and it's 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 a storm. I mean, it's raining like crazy, and y'all practicing in the evening. And so I called, and you tell me, and I always like to go to ball bowl practice because it yeah. was different spring. And you kind of saw preparation for the game. Well, we're driving up, where it's all on the radio that they're going to have a press conference at 9.30 for Bob Petrino. Well, y'all have been in meetings, and nobody's even told y'all, so y'all start trickling down <laughs> to the practice field. And I've talked to Coach Horton and Coach Markson, Coach Lee, and some, and, and y'all are kind of talking about who they might hire. And I go, well, boys, I said, oh, I know, they're saying on the radio, oh, here, Bob Petrino's going to be here in a few hours. It's just funny how people don't know that, Y'all didn't have a clue oh, at the time. I, I tell you another story that's kind of ironic is when Coach Nutt left, Coach Broyles, who was still the AD, he comes to me and he says, Tim, I need you I need you to hold this recruiting together. He says, you got to hold it together until we get a head coach here. And I'm thinking, okay, Coach, I can handle this. And so I kind of made the decision. And I've always believed this when you talk about – really, when you talk about it with any school in Arkansas – Brent, I was thinking about this. Right now, the best program in the state of Arkansas, and there's we don't need to argue about this tonight, but is Washita. Washita's won more games than than anybody the last decade in the whole state. No question. When 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 UCA was really good, it was this way. When we were really good at Arkansas, whether it was with Petrino, whether it was with Coach Nutt, whether it was with Coach Hatfield, even Coach Holtz. The first priority is you better get all the in-state players. If you start losing your in-state players, your con- constituency is not very good and your chances of winning aren't big. So I said, Coach Brawls, I'm going to drop some of these Texas kids and some of these Louisiana kids, and we got to go 100% in Arkansas. And we did. That particular year, you know, we got Joe Adams, we got Jarius Wright, we got Tenarius Wright, we got Greg Childs, we got Ryan Mallett, we got Tyler Wilson, we got all these great Arkansas players, and we went 100%. But I'll never forget, I'm recruiting all these guys, and I'm about the only one we got. Everybody else has gone to Ole Miss. And I remember calling every one of them, and I says, guys, I've been told that uh, they're going to name Jim Groby the head coach at Wake Wake Forest. Forest. They're going to name him head coach tomorrow. And I told you all as soon as I know, I was going to let you know. And I said, I'll be in touch in the next 24 hours, but I just wanted you all to know. So we had about 13 in-state kids that year. And and so I call every one of them and talk to them and talk to their mamas. And here's who it is. And he's a good man. Now, I don't know if he's going to keep me, but he's a good man. And he'll, he'll do great at Arkansas. Well, the next morning they come out and Coach Groby backs out on it. Well, then it's Petrino. So that morning I got to call them all back and say, <laughs> not so fast, boys. <laughs> and so kind of like what you said, you know, you don't you don't know until the until the gavel goes down. And that's that's the truth because I remember going, man, these guys. Well, y'all been in meetings. I yeah. mean, you would you would you would have known that and all that deal. Well, you you go on, with, you know, Coach Petrino, you know, all that situation, and you head to Auburn mm-hmm. and you're. Your first year at Auburn was unbelievable. I mean, uh, it's kind of ironic. My dad was sick during that time, so we got to watch a lot of games. And, and of course, my mom loves some Tim Horton. I mean, loves Mm -hmm. some – and, you know, wherever Tim Horton's is, she's a fan (laughs) of. And so uh, we, you know, kept up. But talk to us a little bit, you know, your time at Auburn, especially, you know, playing for a national championship, you know, Cam Newton, and going through all the great running backs, you know, the – 
everybody talks about McFadden and Felix and and uh, you know all the guys you had that were great here, but you had some great ones at Auburn. Oh, we also. did, we did. When we got there, Trey Mason was the tailback, and he ended up being the SEC Player of the Year. Then we recruited a, a kid by the name of Kirion Johnson. He was the SEC Player of the Year. We had a really good one named Cam Petway, who was a bigger, two hundred and fifty pound tailback. Peyton Barber, who was one of my all-time favorites, he's had a great career with the Buccaneers and the and now the uh, the Cardinals. And so we had some really good players. Our offensive line coach was J.B. Grimes, oh, who of course is a Henderson yeah. State grad, like was the O line coach here for Coach Hatfield and Coach Crow, and you know Rhett Lashley and J.B. Grimes and Ellis Johnson and and just the staff that we had initially was one of the favorite staffs I've been with. Auburn had talent. They just needed a little bit of discipline, and we needed to corral them a little bit. And and it was six great years. And, uh, you know, just, you know, it was neat being a part of the Iron Bowl rivalry. Uh, went two and four against Alabama, which was pretty good. Well, and, and to be honest, y'all the ones that were beating yeah, at the time. Yeah, that's I mean, right. It, it was all and everybody else. Yeah, what you know, and, and uh, that, that was kind of neat to be a part of. Auburn's a neat place. It, it reminds me a lot of Arkansas when I was a little kid, you know, because everything revolves around the university. Uh, and that's the way it was in Fayetteville back in the early 70s. Now it's exploded, and there's so much more to Northwest Arkansas than just the university. But uh, special times at Auburn, special place. Uh, daughter graduated from Auburn, and so it was it was a good time. Well, tell me this before we move on. The, the kick six, you know, mm -hmm. the return to field goal. And this is another funny story. So I'm, I'm watching this. And and I, and if, you know, if you're not a football guy, you don't know what's really going on. I go, that guy's gone. He's <laughs> he's going to score. And I look up, and there's Tim. He's looking at it <laughs> on the jumbotron. There's a guy from Alabama about smokes him. I go, Tim, protect yourself down there a little bit. The, the, talk, the, talk about that. Just that that game was crazy game. But yeah. talk to us about just the emotions, just the whole thing. Let us know about. It. Well, you know, we're down seven, and we're driving, and we never really got into the hurry, hurry, hurry mode. We kind of stayed within ourselves and we continued to run the ball. It was kind of the infancy stages of RPOs in terms of uh, the last touchdown we scored, which are before Chris's, was to a kid named Sammy Coates. And Alabama thinks we're running the ball and we pull it and we hit Sammy and he goes in and scores with, you know, just a few seconds to go. And, and uh, so then – Alabama gets the ball. They run a draw play, and Yeldon gets out of bounds at about inside the 40. It's about the 38, 39-yard line. And so we have a kid named Ryan Smith that we're going to put deep. And Ellis Johnson, our defensive coordinator, is on the phone, headphones, and he says, hey, if we're going to put somebody deep, let's put Chris Davis deep because he's our punt returner. And so we did, and so Chris goes deep. And then it's really interesting because I've worked with several coaches that were on that Alabama staff, uh, in, in particular a guy named Lance Thompson. And Lance is in the booth for Alabama at the time, and Lance tells me their perspective. And so they, they're going to kick the field goal, and they've got a bunch of bigger guys on the unit. It's a bunch of offensive linemen for protection. They felt like the kicker may have a chance – but it was about 57 yards, and it was a you know uh, thick-aired night, so the ball wasn't traveling that great. And, of course, Chris catches it, and when he catches it, he runs the ball directly up the middle. And for us to sit here and try to guru and say, boy, we worked on that punt, <laughs> you know, that punt return all the time, we didn't work on that any. Come on now. Let's, let's be, we, we, 
we didn't hardly ever run, work on that, if if we ever. And so Chris catches it, and he, he runs to the middle of the field. Well, all those offensive linemen, they start to converge in the middle, and then he bounces it to the sideline. And, I mean, I could have reached out and you touched sure him. Could've. I should have got a high five from him. <laughs> but anyway, and it, it was – it was it was unbelievable, not just to to win a game like that, but to win it against the number one team in the nation, against the best coach in the world, and they're undefeated. I mean, there were a lot of factors, and then of course we went on and won the SEC championship the next week. So that that was that was one you'll never forget. Well, I mean, that was just an amazing deal, amazing year, and y'all had a lot of good teams there, and and there are a lot of Arkansas connections. I was with Gus and you know Cody Burns, Taylor Reed. You, yep. you know, you start naming JB and you yep. and. There are a lot of lot of Arkansas connections there. You go under Vanderbilt for a couple of years and, and with Derek, and you've moved on and kind of went back home at Air Force. And and we we're talking before the show about you know you're not having to deal with a lot of, you deal with a lot of what these other coaches we've had on here about portal and I mean you you deal with a little bit in NIL. Talk to us a little bit, and then we'll let Bray and 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 the mouth here. They got a bunch of questions. Is uh, keep oh, him going. Good. He's ready to go. I'm ready. <laughs> I just want you to know before you get going. The only reason I liked Auburn for six years was when you coached there, and on that that on that night, I was having my fiftieth birthday party. Okay, and at my sister's in uh, in uh, Stuttgart, and. Uh, Brett Shockley's at the par- he come banging on the you know the only human bigger than Bray that I've ever seen. Yeah. He comes bam bam into the house. Did you hear hear what happened to Tim? I said no. He said uh, Auburn. He got you know it didn't. He's not going to be back next year. I said well, I never liked Gus Malzahn anyway. Oh my god! So now I really hate him. <laughs> so, so Auburn was off my list. Uh, you're, you're done with those guys. Yeah, you're I, you're I doubt Gus will come on the show now, but that's okay. There you go, that boy. Uh, well, go back. You've, you've gone back home to Air Force, and you know, there's two places I always connect you with: Air Force and Arkansas. Obviously, you're seeing these other guys, and they're calling, talking to you, dealing with portal nil. Talk to me what y'all have to deal with, and then if say you were at Arkansas. If you were the head coach or you were recruit coordinator, which you've been for a hundred years and done it, you know one of the top recruiters in the nation, how would you deal with NIL and portal at another? But talk to us a little bit, Air Force, and well, if you were at Arkansas or Auburn, you know, I, my mentor, one of my mentors, was a gentleman named Fisher DeBerry. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. He was the long twenty five years as the head coach at Air Force. And he used to say, now, guys, I don't care if we're coaching at Notre Dame. I don't care if we're coaching at at Michigan. There's no utopias. And so everybody has issues and problems. They're just different. And so ours at Air Force, our kids right now are going through 40 days of basic training. Okay, so you got freshmen that are coming to college the last week in June, and they're going through 40 days of basic training. And they've got to. I mean, it's – and they don't get out of anything. So that's where kind of our issues are. Then in between your freshman and your sophomore year, you've got something called combat survival training. So we're going to put you out in the woods for a couple days and say, get back home, boys. Here's a compass. You know, and there's not a whole lot of kids that – Texas that want to do something like that, you know, and so those are kind of our issues, along with just the the academic um, rigor that you have at a place like the Air Force Academy, because you're one of the, you know, one of the top five academic schools in the country. 
So that's that's where our issues are. At my, my friends at other places, and and really, I got the Air Force before NIL really right. kicked in. You know, um, just the quality of life maybe that some of them have right now. June used to be a great month for college football coaches. You might have a summer football camp. You might have a couple of weekends where you got to host kids, juniors that you're hosting. Well, now that month is every day, and so it's really become you know difficult for the for the college coach, you know, um, payday in the SEC is better than payday in, in the Mountain West. But hey, that's it is what it is. But you know, NIL now, um, and it's interesting because spring recruiting, uh, I would go in schools and I would ask coaches, particularly coaches from other colleges that you would see, you know, t- tell me a story. Tell me, tell me how you're navigating it. Hey, Alabama, tell me how y'all do it. And so, hey, I know exactly how Alabama sets theirs up. I know exactly what they do. I heard an interesting story on the road, and I'll, I'll just say it here. There was a, a, a kid at Memphis, and he was a tight end, and he was a great player. He was a walk-on at Memphis, and he does so well he gets a scholarship. And then he does so well that he gets some good NIL money. And then he does so well that an SEC school says, hey, come play for us and we'll pay you twice what you're making at Memphis. And he goes, you know. And so just the phase of developing kids, which you take such great pride in, which what Brent's dad was great at it. Coach Bender was a great developer of offensive linemen. Sometimes you don't get a chance to do that anymore because if if they're at Colorado State or if they're at, you know, one place, hey, they want to go play in the big time. And so you don't get to develop them because they're moving on to the next best NIL deal. And that's, that's a shame. I don't, I don't particularly like that at all. Yeah. And it's real difficult. Bray, what do you got? Um, but the NIL, or just the, the, or the whole here. thing, man. I mean, it's, it, and we've had a couple of people on here about this and, and I, we kid Bray all the time. Him and Casey were on here earlier and we said, and Bray swears up down if NIL was around right now, he'd have ever eaten join in Northwest Arkansas. Oh. Well, I know this. Bray would get a lot more than Casey got. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Please tell him that, too. Well, he'll, he'll say it. He'll say it. Well, and, 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 you know, obviously, it's awesome you're here. It's, it's, it's cool. Um, for me especially, you know, you recruited me as the Arkansas, you know, recruiter. And looking back at – that was, what, 20 – 2009 i lose track of years bray i just but but you you were a joy to recruit and so glad you went to arkansas and 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 i tell you what you've got a great future ahead of you in coaching and so just continue to make a difference in kids lives because i know you are sir well i'm I'm fortunate to have some some decent mentors uh, around here that have kind of walked me through a lot of things so absolutely uh, very lucky Um, but looking back at you know the recruiting and, you know, when, when Coach said that you might be, be stopping by, you know, I've got every single card you've ever written me, and, and it's a lot. And, they're, <laughs> and they're, they're up on my desk right now, and P. Rich. Yeah. And, and like you said, you know, you've been to a couple, couple different places. but um, So you've got a lot of cards. A lot yeah. of cards, <laughs> different colors. But, you know, it's all the same message. It's, it's always, you know, um, wishing you best of luck this season. It's checking in. It's asking about the family. And, yeah. and to me, you know, I think about you as a coach. It's, it's – you're in a different category to me because it's, well, it's, it's really, that. it's very cool the way that you, um, you know, it's, in, it's interesting. We, we, we all, we all become what we're around. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you say yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. 
Coach Williams does because his daddy did it and his mama made him do it. You know, well, I became a letter writer for my mom. My mom gets up just about every day and she's going to write somebody that's in the hospital or she's going to somebody who's somebody had a death in the family. And so that's where I got it. And so it's kind of nerdy. It's really old fashioned now. But that's one of the things that even today, you know, and Fisher DeBerry was great at it, too, is I don't know. It, as the SEC says, it just means more. Mm-hmm. But I think it does mean a lot when you get a handwritten note from a coach. And I think it's important, too, is, you know, how, how do you treat those that maybe can't do anything for you? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. how, did, how did Jeff Williams treat the janitor at Southside High School? I know how he treated him. He treated him great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what kind of separates, you know, what I think is a is a great coach and maybe someone that's just maybe looking kind of like players. Are they playing for the name on the front of the shirt? Or are they playing for the name on the back of the shirt? Sure. You know? And and to me, you know, I, I think about that all the time when I see those letters. You know, it's I feel like I've got so much going on. Um, but if I could take time and write a letter, you know, it, it, it's it's so important. And I know you've got a lot going on. Well, and I and to receive that. those letters, I just want to say thank hey, you. Hey, thanks. So you, bet. Cool. you bet. You um, bet. You'll have one coming in August. Come too, on. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I got spot for it. Uh, well, my question for you today is uh, is from my players. Um, you know, a lot of guys get caught up in the recruiting, and they get caught up in you know I haven't quite it hasn't quite taken off like I thought it would, or um, not getting the looks that, that I'm getting. But I think it's important for our kids at my level to focus on high school football. Absolutely. To you, um, what makes high school football special? Well, I don't know what percentage it is. I would say in the high 90s, mid to high 90s, it's going to be the last time that most of those kids ever play football. Because just like everything else, Joe Kynes used to say, you know, um, it's going to – Everything is temporary. If you're coaching, it's just temporary. <laughs> if you're playing, it's just temporary. Whether that means you your your last game at Pea Ridge is your last game, or your last game in college or your is your last game, but it's just going to last so long. And and enjoy those pro- enjoy that process. Enjoy high school football to the fullest. Because one thing I can say about high school football is there's a level for you to play at the next level if you really want to play. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not good enough to play in the Southeastern Conference. Everybody's not good enough to play 1AA football, Division Two, But there's Division Three that, you know, hey, if, if I'm a decent player, there's a spot for me at, at Lyon College, at Hendricks College. At, there's a place for you. But let's don't, let's don't get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's enjoy – high school football to the max because these guys that I'm going to get to play with, the majority of them are never going to play again. And, and those are going to be some of your best friends your whole life. No, I completely agree. And that's, you know, going back to some of these coaches I've hired, you know, I, I played with a lot of these guys, absolutely guys that I've kept up with for 10, 10, 12 years now. Absolutely. And no, you know, I agree. You're, you're right. Um, so. Going into the college side of it, it's a job, right? I mean, as a player, like you said, it's, it's hard to get guys to go do the things at Air Force that you ask them to do. Um, what is a way that I can get these guys to kind of prepare for that? Um, those guys who do have the opportunity, um, what advice would you have them to kind of prepare over the summer, over the spring, after football season's over, to take that step to the next level? Well, I've always thought this, and, and Air Force is a great example of this. You know, if you, if you have a, a pie, <laughs> 
and and you're looking at what makes your team successful or mm-hmm. what makes an individual player successful, um, the largest piece in that pie of success is going to be talent. Okay, and so hey, at Ohio State, hey, they win to a great extent because their talent piece of pie is bigger than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Okay. At Air Force, our talent piece is small, okay, but our work ethic piece is big. Our attitude is big. Our toughness is big. Uh, our, our, you know, all those other pieces that make up the pie of success, our, our little pieces are a little bit bigger than everybody else's we play. How does Air Force wear out Baylor in a bowl game? How does Air Force beat Louisville in a bowl game? How does Air Force not, you know, beat Colorado the last couple of years and beat them bad? You know, I think we've won six or five or six Power Five games in a row against Power Five teams, and we're not. How do you do that? Because other pieces of that puzzle are really strong, and 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 our toughness piece is bigger than someone else's toughness piece. So maybe my talent piece isn't as good. But that means my work ethic piece has got to be better. That means my character piece has got to be better. That means my toughness piece. That means my conditioning piece. That means all those other pieces of the pie have got to be bigger because my talent piece isn't as big as what Alabama has or it's not as big as what Michigan has. So, you know, hey, whatever those pieces are, we got to make them as big as we can. Sure. That, was that silly, yeah. Coach Williams? No, that was <laughs> right on. That's it. All right, Matthew. I'm ready for this. You're very ready now. Strap it up right now. <laughs> you better strap it up. No, this is uh, just a. This is an honor and something I've looked forward to for a long time because I've always. And there's one thing Tim Horton was good for from everywhere he's been to me. I could get at Appalachian State. I could get. I could guarantee you. I was gonna get a T-shirt. And a media guide. There you go. Every, we every don't even have media guides yeah, you anymore. Don't, I mean, you're the crazy. only one that sends me one. Well, we don't even have them anymore. I, 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 I need to apologize. I've got a hat, and I just forgot to bring it. So that's, okay. that's okay. But, I mean, every every year is like last summer, you sent me a shirt to wear all the time. Sort of long sleeve light shirt, you know, with AF on it. And I'm wearing it out, and they said, does that mean Air Freight? I said, no, that's Air Force <laughs> Academy. And they said, oh, okay, okay. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's one of the things that I have always looked for and always felt terrible about. Tim, I always tell your mom and my mom and your dad all the time, I said, you know, it's too bad that uh, – our dads never coached together because Tim would have been the best friend in the world because <laughs> huh? he likes the same stuff. I I wasn't a big baseball card collector, but I yeah, know you were I was. back back yeah. in the day that you used your bowl money to yeah. go buy go buy baseball cards. <laughs> your mother said, yeah. and it's just been such a delight to watch your uh, rise through the through the college foot college football. And I've seen you go from Appalachian State to Kansas State with Ron Prince, who was a, a player at Appalachian State. Uh, I didn't know that, of course, but you talk, and you were there one or two years. I can't remember. One year. One year. And I can't 
kept up with Kansas State. You went to the Houston Bowl, I believe. Yep. Rutgers. The Mattress Mac Bowl. Yep. Rutgers, Rutgers. Beat, beat the dog out of us. And uh, then you go on to uh, come to Arkansas in the summer. I believe it's in the summer. It was. It was about you, this time. You get ca- you get called to come to Arkansas, and that that was uh, fanta- fantastic for you. Couldn't think of uh, anybody I'd rather be coaching at Arkansas than you that I knew. And then you stay there for. I mean, you're the. I mean, you're there for the for the glory years of Arkansas football. I mean, if you were, if you had, if it weren't for Houston Nut. And Bobby Petri- Bob Petri- Bobby Petrino, the ra- the Razorback years would be very very they would be very very minute, and just, and Bray Cook and Bray Cook there you go starting offensive tackle yeah. you know and I don't think I've ever been able to give you the thank you for being able to thank you I don't know that coaching Derek McFadden was hard but no. somebody let me let me tell you about coaching D Mac. <laughs> Here's how you coach D-Mac. Make sure you got to the bus. That's exactly <laughs> D-Mac, the bus leaves at 4 o'clock to go to War Memorial. We're driving from Conway, and I'm going to come by your room about 3.55 to make sure you're you're ready. And I'd walk him to the bus. Okay. That's good coaching. That's good coaching. That's, 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 that's great good coaching. coaching. You, had to do, you probably had to do the same thing with Felix. Well, we, they roomed together, so it's easy. It made me think of a story when, when Ryan was transferring from – Michigan to Arkansas and so Garrick McGee was our quarterback coach and Garrick had been at Northwestern okay and and it's funny because uh, I had actually gone I was at Kansas State I go to Texas Texarkana Arkansas Texas High to recruit Ryan and Ryan wasn't going to go to Kansas State but he I had I had known his family for years, and so we spent a lot of time together that day. That was probably an illegal bump, so let's don't talk about that. <laughs> so so uh, Ryan goes to Michigan, and Ryan Mallett's first game at Michigan, any idea who they played? Appalachian State. Appalachian, Appalachian State. State. Sure did, sure. So that was the day Appalachian beat Michigan. Ryan didn't play that day. But later that year, uh, he starts three or four games, and one of the games he starts was Northwestern. And so Rich Rodriguez, Lloyd Carr resigns as the head coach at the end of the year. They ended up having a good year at Michigan that year. I think they they won the Alamo Bowl. But anyway, he resigns, and Rich Rodriguez gets hired. He's an option guy Mm -hmm. from West Virginia, and Ryan's not going to fit in that style. He's a pure drop-back passer. And so he's looking for a place to go. Well, previous relationship, Coach Mallett, Miss Debbie, hey, you know, Ryan's always been a Razorback fan. He actually parked cars for the Razorbacks when the family lived in Farmington, and they would park cars, and then they would get in the basketball game or get in the football game, you know. And so that's how he got into games as a little kid was parking cars with his dad at Razorback events. And so uh, the Mallets and I talk, and and this is where Ryan wants to come. It wasn't like you had to convince him. This is where I want to go. Bobby Petrino's my guy. Well, we got to convince Coach Petrino to take him. But we had I had Garrick on my side because Garrick had seen him live and in person. So Garrick's pushing for him. I'm pushing for him. And Coach Petrino says, hey, I'm not taking anybody at quarterback until I meet him. He says, I'm not going to take – it's like I'm not going to get married until I date, date the girl, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, sure enough, Ryan and I have, are talking back and forth. And Ryan says – I said, Ryan, I said, I said uh, we're in what we call a dead period which means I can't come see you and you can't come see me. 
I said, now, the next day, that was like a Thursday, and I'm going to be wrong on the day. That was a Thursday. I said, but Friday, it becomes a quiet period. I said, so you can come see us on Friday. Thursday's dead, can't see you. Friday, I can see you. And so, okay, Coach, I got you. I'm going to be down seeing my family in Farmington. I said, great. Thursday, I can't see you. Friday, I can see you. We'll meet at 7 a.m. at the Broyles Center. Can't wait to see you, and you're going to spend a couple hours with Coach Petrino. He wants to get to know you. So it's it's Thursday afternoon, and I get a phone call. Hey, Coach, Ryan Mallett. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Fired up about tomorrow. He said, oh, Coach, I came early. He says, I'm right outside the Broyles Center. <laughs> I said, Ryan, I said, you know what's going on in the Broyles Center right now? And he says, I don't know what's going on. He says, there's a bunch of TV trucks out here. He said, today is first Coach Petrino's first real press conference. I said, there's 150 media members right inside the old weight room, and, and you're right outside that door. I said, you get out of here as fast as you can, and I'll see you tomorrow morning. Oh, oh, coach, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. And so the next morning he comes, spends some time with Coach Petrino, jumps on board, and the rest is history. So that's amazing. We were, you know, the passing. Of course, you know, Ray. Yeah. We were actually supposed to have him on the podcast. Wow. And 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 it's just sad deal for that community. No, sad no. deal for his family. Sad deal. You know, they lost a player earlier yeah. in the year, and and. Uh, just a loss for words. Oh, no, no doubt. And and not just what he had done at Whitehall. And this should make Bray feel good because the power of a coach, and particularly the high school coach, because he had the same impact on the kids at Mountain Home. You know, and he wasn't the head coach. He was the offensive coordinator. But that's something that, hey, we all need to keep in mind as coaches, but particularly someone like Bray, and, and, and you saw it obviously for your years at El Dorado and Pocahontas and Southside, but what a difference a coach can make. There's no, no doubt. Yeah, that's, that's one of those things I think about, you know, obviously. Uh, Ryan, when I was uh, – well, I went on my official visit, and mm-hmm. I'd already committed. I was going to actually come, I think, join campus two weeks later in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was December, and, and we went to Ryan's house. And yeah. Hung out with Ryan, and, and it was you know, obviously the big deal, and and he didn't have to do that. It was a thing he's done, so he just played in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, uh, which actually Mitch Smothers and I uh, had wow. watched. We watched that game from the All American Bowl yeah. down in, in Florida. Yeah, and uh, and uh, we went to Ryan's house, and ever since then, you know, he was kind of like the hero, the yeah. QB, the the Ryan Mallet. Yep. And then as he came to to high school coaching, uh, it was cool to kind of grow back uh, in that relationship with no him doubt. as. It's him and I kind of experienced this thing together for a little bit. Yeah. And you t- I tell you what else Ryan was really good at, mm-hmm. and Bray remembers it as a player, but Ryan could talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter if it was the governor or the, you know, five-year-old kid. I mean, I can remember our, my son Jackson Horton. He had his eighth birthday, and I'm telling the running backs, hey, we're going to have a birthday party. We're going to do it at Razorback Stadium, and we're going we're gonna to have some football games going on. And Ryan's hearing me tell Ronnie Wingo and Broderick Green and Niall Davis. And, and so Ryan's like, Coach, can, can I come? You know, can I come? And so he, at the time, Ryan was on his scooter. <laughs> you know, he had an ankle surgery or ankle injury. And so he comes to Jackson's eighth birthday in Razorback Stadium, and he's the all-time quarterback. You know, but oh, he just wow. – he, he uh, and we got some good pictures of it. So it was – you know, special young man who's who's gone way too soon. Way, way, way too soon. Let me ask you a question here. 
because I know Brent's still got more to go, mm-hmm. is uh, 2021, I believe, you go into Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. And, and what did that – of course, you know the, all the history of everything in Arkansas, everybody involved. What did that mean to you? Well, I was obviously humbled, very honored, and I was really kind of surprised because that was the first year I'd ever been on the ballot, you know, and to get in the first time was pretty cool. Um, I don't know if it was from my playing career or my coaching career. I don't know. Lullaboe. But, you know, as your parents get older, and you, you, you understand this, as your parents get older, it was really special for me because back when my dad went in, I introduced him into the Hall wow. of Fame, that you were the – introduction mm-hmm. person and so now however many years later for my parents to be able to see that that was really special and so you know mom and dad are still in pretty good health and so that that was cool but you know there's not many father and sons in that in that yeah. organization you look at billy Probably, billy ray smith i think jerry jones the Malhams, uh the Malhams. Mm-hmm. i'm sure so there's i think there's like five so to be amongst that group's pretty cool that's pr- pretty uh Big group and pretty selective group, yep. and, and I know it made a lot, lot to you. You talked on something. I want to get into this because I thought it was really, really cool at the clinic in February. You talked about when you were a young kid and keeping up with high school football, and I and and be honest with you, and I keep up with it a lot, yep. and uh, and live in the state, and you keep up with it. I mean, you know what's going on, and. I thought it was just a cool story about how – just talk to us about that, how you did well, that as a kid. You know, again, you become who you hang around. And one of the highlights of our day back in the day was getting up and going to read the Arkansas Democrat Gazette in the morning. And every Saturday morning, hey, I'm looking down that left-hand column to see if Stuttgart or DeWitt won. I'm looking to see whether Fayetteville or Springdale won, and Springdale always won. I'm looking to see, you know, who who won those games. And, you know, one of the highlights of my year was getting to go to the All-Star game and to All-Star practices. So I got to meet Dave Williams from Pocahontas and George Burke from Stuttgart, and I got to meet Sam Cook from DeWitt and Grafton Moore from West Memphis. And, and so I knew who all these coaches were, and those were the guys that I wanted to be like. I, could, I didn't care about – Jimmy Johnson or, you know, Coach Broyles. I mean, heck, I got to see those guys all the time. You know, I, I wanted to see Joe Fred Young and Bob Gatlin and, and all those guys, Bernie Cox, C.W. Keppel. And so I, I've i followed it for a lifetime. I mean, even now, I don't look on Saturday morning. I look on Friday night. And, and uh, that's kind of my hobby is Arkansas high school football and following the teams and knowing who's doing well and who's struggling and – Really trying to support and encourage coaches as part of that. Uh, part of that also. Well, um, Brent, you go ahead because you you had a question. About yeah, the- I have, now this is a real. This is a question that I've thought about a lot, and it's for years. To be a head coach, to get an opportunity to the head coach, you have to be. You had to be an offensive or defensive coordinator, uh, quote unquote. You know that's that was the first thing. That came about. That came about. If you weren't a coordinator, offensive or defensive, you weren't going to get a shot. But now, as with special teams, the importance that it takes on in a collegiate game. Being, I would look at uh, yourself as the 
special teams coordinator for Air Force, you know the the whole collective team better than an offensive coordinator, better than a defensive coordinator, because you you have to speak to your special teams every unit, every day, every day, and that gives that gives you close to I don't know. You're speaking to the whole team as much or more than uh, Troy Calhoun, your head coach at Air Force Academy. You know, Brent, that's that's a great observation. And really, I don't know that a lot of people think of it like that. It, it is interesting in the NFL, if you think about this, you know, probably, and I don't know exactly, but the three most successful coaches right now over an extended period of time that are still active in the NFL. Obviously, Coach Belichick with the New England Patriots. Right. He started as a special teams guy started out Detroit as a, Lions. Yep, started as a special teams guy. Uh, coach Tobin, uh, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers coach. Tomlin. 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 Coach Tomlin. He, he started out Arca- special teams. Former hey, Arkansas Tampa. State. Arkansas yes. State yeah. Memphis guy. He's yeah. got Arkansas connections. Yeah. And then Coach Harbaugh, who's with the, the Ravens. You know, right. And, and he, he was the special teams coordinator. Uh, the guy at Pittsburgh was special teams coordinator. But you're right, and that's something that sometimes I think gets overlooked. And Harbaugh was the first of that group. First of that group. Yeah, probably. That, yeah. that got the got the job. And when people, when he got that job from the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe he was coaching for Andy Reid. I looked at it and said, "There's hope for people. <laughs> Just a, a regular, guy, a special teams guy." Yeah. Gets a gets a job. You know that's that's a great point. I've always you know that's that's a good thing. But here's something that I think is even more important than that. And I've had opportunities to be a head coach, probably three or four, and it just wasn't the right situation. It wasn't the right time with family and stuff like that. So I don't know if any other opportunities will come. We'll see. But one thing that I've always thought was really critical is I like to use the word fit. You know, Dabo Sweeney had zero. He had never been a recruiting coordinator, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. He had never been anything but a wide receiver coach. But for Clemson, he was the right fit. And Terry Don Phillips, who was the AD at the time, says, that's my guy. I don't care what anybody else says. That's the guy that's the right fit. And 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 that's what they did, and the rest is history at a place like Clemson. So, you know, uh, I think uh, – Special teams guys are do need to be considered more, but I think being the right fits the most important thing. Personally, well, and, and Brent hit on that is you're dealing with everybody, everybody's position group. It doesn't matter, you know, offensive line with PAT, your D backs, yep. linebackers, receivers, and you. I think that when I've been in the staffs, the special teams guy built better relationships no with question. the whole team, no probably question. than anybody else. No and uh, and there's there's opportunities opportunities for people there. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this. You know, we're in SEC a little bit here, and you, you keep up with it. Where do you see the SEC? And you're not in the league, but you're a staple. With Texas, Oklahoma coming in, where's college football going? Is it just going to be three or four conference and everybody out pasture or I, I think so I think so and it will be really interesting just to see how and Bray was almost a sooner I mean, he, he, almost he, was yeah almost yeah. was those dirty Throwback. dogs were trying to come over here and get him but you know it's going to be interesting to see how well Texas and Oklahoma compete in the league um, 
but I think what you're probably, and I, I obviously don't know, I think you're looking at probably four mega conferences, and they're going to be the highest level with the highest NIL money. I would hope that at some point we can get some kind of unification there where, hey, this highest level is going to pay this much NIL money, and it's almost like AAA baseball, I guess you might say. Uh, Air Force would probably not be in that group. Arkansas State would not be in that group. I don't know that Memphis would be in that group. Uh, but but the Texas and the Arkansas and the, you know, Ohio Is that State's, good for college football? I don't know. I, I, I'm a traditionalist, yeah. and I would say probably no, but – for that high school kid that now has an opportunity to make a little money, it's good for him. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting too. How does the IRS and the tax situation filter into this thing? Because there's kids getting money, and you know they're not they putting don't know money. How to pay taxes. Yeah, they're, 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 they don't understand it all. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting. Well, it is. Well, coach, I appreciate you coming on. It's always wonderful to see you and. Anytime you're here, we want to have you on every time we can get an opportunity. And uh, you're still recruiting the state of Arkansas. Every time I call you, you're you're on the road somewhere. We were – Mountain home, been at our place, and you're. Well, I tell you what, keep keep the mouth, keep him. Well, keep him going let me now. let me tell you this before, before we get off here. We we got a rule this year. Okay. He can't say anything bad about special teams in Arkansas <laughs> until after got, week three. You start talking about special teams. Yeah, week we three. Week three. He can't. I mean, you do it. Yeah. First first game of the year, there's are screwed up. Oh, I, mean, I, I know. And I know. you had to fire about five people. It just it just works. Yeah, and so. He starts going on. He can't say anything until after hey, week you three. You can do it, Brent. Yeah, uh, it. it's going to be tough. And then when the when the uh, when the uh, when we started the podcast, my sister, who's the boss of me, right? She says you cannot cuss on this podcast. <laughs> and I said, "Well, that's cool." I said, "Well, what can I say?" She said, "Damn's acceptable," and that's about it. So I was calling uh, Scott Reed Cabot to talk to him about getting on sometime. And I said, my sister says I can't cuss on the podcast. He said, she's wrong because that's my mission to get you to, <laughs> get you to, get you to, get you to cuss on the podcast. Well, Not Scott Reed. No. He said, he be mine, he said that, is, that, that is my mission. Get you to cuss. Well, I'm proud of you today. You did a heck of a job uh, today. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, Tim, it's easier when you're with a good guy that doesn't cuss, okay? If I was with Bobby Petrino, it'd be flying off like nobody's business. And that brings me to another question I want to ask you before ask we get off. We're good. Okay. What I would do to be a fly on the wall at a Texas a- in a Texas A&M offensive meeting with Jimbo Fisher and Bob and Bobby Petrino. I mean, when Jimbo struts in there saying, I want to run this play. And I can just see the Banny Rooster, Bob Petrino, going at it and say, Get the get out of my room right now. Immediately, if not sooner. See, I didn't cuss. Yeah, you know, Bray and I worked Bray Mm-hmm. Saw him in a different role. Uh, Mark Robinson. Mark uh, was at Arkansas yeah. with us. Right. And Mark is on the staff at Texas A&M, and he's Jimbo Fisher's right-hand man. 
And so I I talked to Mark a couple weeks ago, and I said, well, how's Coach doing? And he said, you wouldn't believe it. He said he's he's really doing well. He's he hasn't he hasn't gone off on them yet. And so he said he's. He's uh, got a new lease on life, so we'll see how it goes. But I do know this. They'll be well coached on offense. Yeah, that's for sure. It's coming. He will go, he will go off at some point. It's, it's like uh, like people used to – Brett Shockley, he calls me the other week and wakes me up like 6.30 in the morning. Well, I've listened to that podcast. You sound like Randy Rainwater. <laughs> I said, uh, he said, you're all – cookies and cream and i said just hold just hold on so uh, i said okay you don't have to so i call coach nut because he was coming on the net and after after we got done i called him he's i said coach i said shock call me and he's all concerned that i'm all cookies and uh sugar and spice and everything nice he said tell him you got to get the people on you want on first. There you go. And you got to be nice. But when the ball's in the air, the mouse going to go off at some point during the week. So tell him just sit back, relax, and watch the fireworks. There we go. There we He's go. got me sitting by him at the games this That's year. That's awesome. So we're we're going to have That's ball. awesome. Yeah, because Jeff said, you know, you got to keep a notebook of every the play, good plays, bad plays, where you, and have it when we talk on Sundays. When we do the podcast where you'll say at 315 of the first quarter, we threw it, KJ threw an 80 yard touchdown pass. Boom. You got to have where you have the, the uh, turnover. You got to have the key points of the game written down. There you so, go. That's it. So I'm and we're checking your work, buddy. I'm just going to tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be running around with a little bitty need notebook like my dad did at El Dorado in Four City, looking at all the stuff he had to do. So, yeah. And I'm going to tell you before we get off that uh, I had the same pleasure that you did of uh, in introducing my father to the Razorback Hall of Honor. Absolutely, and that very well deserved. That, by the way. Thank you. And that was uh, I don't know. I was they asked me because Chuck Barrett moderated it, and my sister said you did really good. I mean, I just knocked it out, and she said. You did really good. How much did you study? I said, I just went up there and winged it. <laughs> you, know? you know, I just – Chuck asked me a what, question. What do you don't wing? I, I've been around yeah. for yeah. years Chuck, and you wing said, everything. He said, Chuck just throws you a question and you just go. There you and go. I said, that's it. Well, you know, when you're speaking from the heart, that's that's how it works. Yep. And you know? that's what you do and, most of the time. And, Tim, there's one thing that you and I have in common that I'll tell you right now is – we were we were blessed to have two one growing up in a two household family, and we were blessed that our that our both of us our fathers were our hero. Absolutely, and and that it and Jeff had the same thing. I'm sure, and that is something. No matter what, can can never be can no never be taken away. No question, and that. That is how I want to end that. There you go. Well said, my friend. Well, good deal. Well, Coach, good to see you. you always you, say good luck to good you. Good job, Bray. Thanks, You're coach, doing sir. good, man. Proud of you. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. We'll like to have you on. 
y'all get in bowl game. We'll have you on during the year and just talk ball. That'll be great. Thanks for having me. Don't Thank you. Get your t shirt. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, this is Jeff Williams, Bray Cook, the mouth Brent Bender, and our special guest Tim Horton will sign off. Look forward to seeing you next time. And uh, go Falcons. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. Go Falcons. There you go. Exactly.